Father God, Father God, we just thank you. We thank you so very much. We thank you so very much. We thank you so very much. Where you are constantly reminding us that we are yours that you are constantly reminding us that we are your children and that, 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 that you have your hands on our lives. You know the number of hairs on our heads. You know what we're thinking about when we wake up and when we, we go to sleep. You understand the challenges that we're dealing with When we think about this pandemic, Father God, you are thinking about your children. When we're thinking about the stresses of life, you're thinking about your children. Thank you, Father God, for just your love that is overwhelming. Thank you, Father God, that, that, that as we continue to keep our eyes upon you, that we know we'll never be disappointed. Thank you for what you are doing in this nation. Thank you for just, just everything, Father God. We are deeply appreciative of the grace that you have given us and even the privilege to call you our Father. And we just glorify you, Father God. We just say that, you know, as we uh, think about this message today, that you will speak that it will be your voice that is heard, that, that, that the things that you have in store for us will be made manifest. And we just honor you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen. How's everybody doing today? <laughs> you know, it's, um, it's another awesome, awesome, awesome Sunday as we uh, think about the fact that we're still in a, a season of social distancing and, 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 and dealing with a, a, a pandemic. And uh, the cool thing is, is that we have a God who is just greater. We have a God who is above and beyond pandemics. That, you know, nothing is new to him. That he always rises to the occasion and that he sits on the throne. And so we just, we just honor the God that we serve. Amen. Um, if you have your Bibles, uh, please, let's turn to uh, Colossians chapter three. We're gonna read from verses one to 14. It's a very long read, um, but it's a very good read. Colossians chapter three, verses one to 14. I am taking it from the NASB. You may have the NKJV, you may have the NIV, you may have the ESV, it's all good. <laughs> Colossians chapter three, verses one to 14, and it reads, therefore, if you have been raised up with Christ, keep seeking the things above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on the things above, not on the things that are on earth, for you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, is revealed, 
then you also will be revealed with him in glory. Therefore, consider the members of your earthly body as dead to immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, and greed, which amounts to idolatry. Verse six, for it is because of these things that the wrath of God will come upon the sons of disobedience, and in them you also once walked when you were living in them. But now you also put them all aside, anger, wrath, malice, slander, and abusive speech from your mouth. Do not lie to one another. <laughs> Somebody in, uh, in, in, in the government needs to hear that. Do not lie to one another since you laid aside the old self with its evil practices and have put on the new self who is being renewed to a true knowledge according to the image of the one who created him. Verse 11, a renewal in which there is no distinction between Greek and Jew, circumcised and uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave and free man, but Christ is all and in all. So as those who have been chosen of God, holy and beloved, put on a heart of compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience, bearing with one another and forgiving each other, whoever has a complaint against anyone, just as the Lord forgave you, so also should you. Beyond all things, put on love, which is the perfect bond of unity. The title of today's message is called Put On. I remember a couple of years ago, uh, these rappers, both Young Jeezy and Kanye West, created this song called Put On in which the song goes, I put on for my city, on, on for my city, I put on. And it was all about how they represent for their cities. Kanye West being born in Atlanta but was raised in Chicago, and so everything from the way that he talks, his, his mannerism, his few choices, his clothing is a reflection of Chicago. Young Jeezy being from the, for being from, being raised in Atlanta, everything that he does from the way that he talks, his mannerism, his reflections, the food that he eats could be considered a reflection of the city of Atlanta. Where are you from? What city or state do you represent? I'm thinking about the actor uh, Chadwick Boseman who um, passed away from colon cancer uh, two days ago and he's most known for his role as T'Challa in the movie Black Panther, which, did a, which he did an exceptional job of taking a fictional African country by the name of Wakanda and bringing it to the world stage. The ideals of Chadwick Boseman's character was simply demonstrating to the world what the Wakanda lifestyle is all about. T'Challa, played by Chadwick Boseman, is putting on for the nation of Wakanda. Where are you from? 
Anyone who observes or study cultures will tell you that every city has a distinction, a character to it. And the people of that city are a reflection of that city. The characters of the city uh, was usually centered around its dominant religion, which is connected to a god as well as what, as well as what it exports to the global stage. In the fictional movie Black Panther, uh, the people of Wakanda worship the Panther God, and therefore their character, their perspective on justice, what they exported to the global community um, was connected to the Panther God. In scripture, Israel worshiped Yahweh, and therefore their views of justice and what they exported to the world as a nation was connected to Yahweh. Israel, the nation, was expected to put on for Yahweh. As we just read in the text of Colossians chapter 3, verses 1 to 14, the Apostle Paul is reminding the Colossian Christians in the city of Colossae why, what, and how they must put on. Colossians chapter 3, verses 1 to 4, Paul reminds us where we need to place our focus. Our focus and where we should drive people to focus on is Christ. Christ is above and we are in Christ. Therefore, our city is a representation, uh, our city is a representation of that which is in the heavens. According to Philippians chapter 3, verse 20, uh, Paul says, our citizenship is in heaven for, from which we eagerly wait for a savior the Lord Jesus Christ. And therefore, we gotta put on for our city. What does it mean to put on as citizens of heaven? The phrase put on comes from the Greek word endio, and it is used in a context of putting on clothing or figuratively, figuratively for putting on something conceptual. In other words, what I put on is what I represent. To represent in the hip-hop culture is to take something that is perceived as being uninteresting, lacking value, or seemingly unimportant, and ascribing to it a sense of prominence. I remember when people would talk about, you know, the rappers from New York would talk about how they're from the Bronx or from Brooklyn because at that particular time in their mindset, they had to take Brooklyn or the Bronx, which may be seemingly unimportant, seemingly uninteresting, and ascribing to it some type of prominence. In other words, what I represent is connected to my mindset, my geographical location, and the movement of the culture that I'm a part of. I remember in 1992-93, for those who could afford it, the brand name outfits for those who were part of the urban hip-hop culture was Cross Colors. I'm taking it back. Some of y'all, what, what's Cross Colors? <laughs> cross Colors, for some of us that remember, <laughs> Young folks, cross colors in 1992 dominated everything fashion in the, in the urban culture in the United States. The idea behind cross colors was taking or mixing clothing with political themes. Political themes such as stop the violence or educate to elevate because at that time the mindset of the people who were part of the urban culture, Generation X in the, in, in the United States reflected this attitude. When you saw cross colors, you understood the time and the season that was being represented. If you don't know what I mean by cross colors, you should actually go watch shows like uh, New York Undercover. 
<laughs> Cross colors that we wore in 1992 is no longer relevant today in 2020 because the cultural mindset has shifted. You don't have young people. You, you don't have young people that you don't have to uh, encourage young people to go get an education. Young people are big about getting their education now, now more so than you did back in the days. The thinking behind cross colors is no longer essential. In short, a change in thinking is a change in what we represent. I would not be caught dead wearing cross colors today. Why? because I gotta put on for my city and cross colors is not relevant for the season that I'm in, nor the city that I represent. Likewise, we as believers cannot be caught dead putting on clothing of the worldly mindset. Why? Because if you are in Christ, your worldly season is over. Your mind is being renewed continuously. You are of a different city. You are part of the above and not the beneath, as well as a different movement. And so in Colossians chapter three, verses one through four, Paul makes it clear. Therefore, if you have been raised up with Christ, keep seeking the things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on the things above, not on the things that are on earth. For you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, is revealed, then you also will be revealed with him in glory. See, the believers in, in, in the city of Col Colossae were on one hand beginning to feel the pressure from the culture that they were in the culture of the city that was telling them that they should ban abandon their full commitment to Christ and return back to the philosophies of their ancestors in which Jesus Christ is just one of the gods, not the most high God. On the other hand, there was also the Jewish Christian community that was encouraging these Gentile believers to adhere to the law of Moses in order to fully be accepted as believers. And so Paul is, is letting these Gentile believers know that Christ is enough. Don't put on for the city of Colossae, which would mean abandoning Yeshua as your Messiah. Don't put on for these Jewish uh, Judaizers, which would mean adding on to Yeshua. Christ is enough. Why? Because you have been raised with Christ, and where Christ is, you also are. Messiah Yeshua is who I want to represent. So when I say Black Lives Matter and not, all, and not all the principles of the organizations except for where there is agreement. In other words, when I scream Black Lives Matter, I want to be a representation of Messiah Yeshua, not the organization. Messiah Yeshua is the one, is the one who I want to represent, not the Republicans or Democrats except for where there is agreement because Messiah Yeshua is higher and I am called to put on for the new Jerusalem that is my city I am called to put on for Christ that is who saved me Amen. people put on for the city when they're excited about the city the Atlanta Falcons in 2018 generated, check this out, they generated for the city of Atlanta $458 million in revenue. 
The Atlanta Braves, 2019, revenue $476 million. The Atlanta Hawks, revenue $251 million. Atlanta United, 2019, $78 million. Sports, fan, sports fans in Atlanta will spend money on teams in Atlanta because they're excited about Atlanta, even though those teams don't always win. We know for sure that the, that the Falcons have been to the Super Bowl twice, zero win. But that doesn't stop the revenue. Excited. Excitement pro promotes, provokes action. If you are to be excited for your teams, regardless of the disappointment that your team brings you, then tell me why it should our excitement for God be lacking? For God who always saves, he always wins. So we should be excited for God. We should be putting on for God in our time, in our talent, in, in our treasure. We got to put on for our city. In order for me to put on for my city, I got to put off something or lay aside. In other words, for me to put on new clothes, I got to first take off the old clothes. It would look odd for me to say that I'm, I, I'm putting on Christ, but then I still got uh, Adam underneath. If I haven't taken off Adam and I'm putting on Christ, you're looking at a Christ Adam, which doesn't make sense. Oh, okay. It would make no sense for me to put on polo on top of my cross colors. Not only would I be made fun of in school, I would have got jumped. <laughs> we got to first put aside our former selves, Colossians chapter 3, verses 5 to 9. And we're going to read this from the ESV. I think the ESV, in regards to this passage, gives a much, much clearer understanding. The NASB, in my personal opinion, is a bit weak on this. Here's what the ESV says. In, in, in Colossians chapter 9, verses 5, uh, chapter 3, I'm sorry, Colossians chapter 3, verses 5 to 9. Here's what the ESV says. It says, put to death. <laughs> the NASB says, consider, consider it dead. But the ESV says, Put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you, sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desires, covetousness, which is idolatry. On the account of these things, the wrath of God is coming. In these you too once walked when you were living in them, but now you must put them all away, anger, wrath. Uh, malice, slander, and obscene talk from your mouth. In other words, we have to be intentional in living out the life of Christ that is already in us. Verse 5, the apostle uses the Greek word necrosate, meaning make dead. It's a, it's a very strong command. In other words, give no new life to that old nature. That old nature we once walked, that old life is dead. Treat it as dead. Treat it like you treat that boyfriend that you ain't feeling no more. Treat it like you treat them bill collectors. <laughs> I remember I, when I, in my past relationships, when I broke up with a girl and she wasn't trying to hear from me, I mean, it's almost like she changed the whole number or something. <laughs> the subscriber you called. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> 
If you feel that you reached this message in error, please hang up and try again. Oh, treat it like how Pastor IBK treats you when you call him on his birthday. <laughs> oh, hold on, Pastor. See, Pastor would just leave town on his birthday. He won't even tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I pray that you will be as far away from your sins as far as Dominican Republic is from Atlanta. <laughs> I, I say this jokingly, but, but, but many times, many of us are gradually losing our excitement and our passion for the new Jerusalem because we've been constantly consuming ourselves with the things of the old Jerusalem. We are citizens of the new Jerusalem. The reason why we should desire to live holy or live holy lives is because we got to put on for the new city, not because we're trying to make it to heaven. We're already there. That has been resolved in Christ. We are not trying to curry favor with the Father. It is by God's unmerited favor that you have been saved. We live holy lives because we're excited about our citizenship in heaven. And practicing sins robs us of the joy of our, our heavenly citizenship by placing us in emotional prisons. Prisons that we've created for ourselves, presenting, preventing us from experiencing the joy of our salvation. I, I cannot tell you how many times that where I committed a sin knowingly and the shame that I felt afterwards because what I did was inconsistent with the new nature. Amen. It was inconsistent with what was within me. I was trying to put on for a city that speaks to my old passions. I was trying to put on for a city that speaks to my greed, that spoke to my lust, that spoke to my selfishness, that spoke to my anger, that spoke to my malice. But the Holy Spirit through the scriptures is speaking to me and reminding me that the city that I should be putting, that that city is dead. That that city should be dead to me. And that unlike Lot's wife, I should not be looking back, but looking forward because we have been called out of that city. I'm taking those old things off and I'm putting on a new self. According to Colossians chapter 3 verse 10, it says, and this is back in the NASB, it says, who is being renewed to a true knowledge according to the image of the one who created him? This is not justification. You've already been justified. This is sanctification. This is the Holy Spirit continuously molding, molding your image into Christ by inviting you to change your thinking. Remember, your spirit has been reborn or it has been constructed. It's been made new already, but your mind is constantly under construction. This is why the body of Christ is important because discipleship, being among the people of God, can help you to develop into the person that God has called you to be. Small groups, hearing, hearing the word of God, sharing the word of God are all are ways by which you are, that you are being renewed. We are called to fellowship in Christ where the Spirit of God is at work among us. You know, we've been talking about this, this situation in, in Kenosha, in Wisconsin, 
And you know, and the and the mother of the of the of the man that was shot seven times in his back. You know that she puts on for the new city. You know that she puts on for the new Jerusalem. Every time you've heard her speak, she's I'm, she's like I'm not angry. She says I'm at peace. Her mindset is is in the heavens. Her son is in the hospital bed, paralyzed, but her mindset is in the heavens. She has been assured in Christ. And if you ever hear people talk about her, you know the one thing that she's constantly doing while she's in the hospital? She's praying for the police officers that are there. Her mind has been renewed. Her focus is on the new Jerusalem. She's putting on for her city. What her pastor said was this, it was what was being put in her is what is coming out of her. When you squeeze orange, you are expecting orange juice. She is in a place of being squeezed. She's in a place of being under pressure and what is coming out of her is Christ. And the world is paying attention to her when she speaks. You gotta put on for your city. If you, if you, if you, if you want to see people change, don't read to them the law of Moses. Moses is dead. They will be unable to move past Mount Zion, Mount, sorry, Mount Sinai. Help them to experience their relationship in Christ, whose spirit is alive and working in them. This mother whose son, I mean, I, I'm, can I be honest? I don't know how I will react. <laughs> I am hoping that I could be like her. I am hoping that, God forbid, any situation or circumstance comes to, my, uh, comes to my front door, that I'm able to be in the mindset of putting on for the new Jerusalem. Amen. That I'm not going to be swayed by my earthly environment that I'm looking to Christ who is seated at the right hand of God. And because I'm looking to Christ who is seated at the right hand of God and I'm in Christ, I know that my position is at the right hand of God, in Christ, in God. We gotta put on for our city. And so for, for, our, for the believers, we're required to do something that is, a, that is above and beyond the temporary. We're required to do something that is eternal. We're required to represent an eternal God, not temporary circumstances. Sometimes you hear, you know, some of the, my brothers and sisters in the Jewish community always talking about what's going on in Jerusalem and, and, and Israel. That Jerusalem is temporary. It's not the final Jerusalem. There's a Jerusalem that is coming that the king of that Jerusalem cannot be moved. The king, the, that Jerusalem cannot be defeated by war. That Jerusalem that is coming, sin is not present. That is the Jerusalem that Paul is telling us that we need to put our mind on. That is the Jerusalem that we need to focus on. That is the Jerusalem that we gotta put on for. We got to put on for our city. In order for you to put on for your city, for those who have not known Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, this is the first step.
Because if you're still in the natural, it's very difficult for you to put on for the spiritual. So if you do not know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I, I just ask that you will pray this prayer with me. In Romans chapter 10, verse 9, Paul says that um, if we confess our sins, uh, if we confess Jesus Christ is Lord and we believe that God has raised him from the dead, then you shall be saved. Pray this prayer pray with me. Father God, I just thank you that you have sent your son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross for my sins. And I believe that he is Lord. I believe that he is Yahweh. I believe that he is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And I accept Jesus Christ in my life, into my heart. And I believe that you, God, have raised him from the dead and that he is seated on the right hand of your throne. Thank you for accepting me into this new life. And if you have prayed that prayer, I want to welcome you into the new city. Amen. Amen. And at this time, I'm just going to turn, turn it over to uh, Pastor IBK, who will continue the rest of the service. God bless you, and always remember to put on for the city.